The following is a member of the Burke Reviews podcast family. BurkeReviews.com Hey everybody, welcome to Burke Reviews Movie Club. It's me, John Burke, with, as always, Corey Starr. Hello, hello. And how's it going, Corey? It's going. It's been a different week, I think, for the two of us. We've had different stuff going on, but um, overall, uh, we've managed to watch the movie. So, what have you seen this week, Corey? I rewatched Words, um, Crimson Peak, which probably everyone knows I'm a big fan of. I love it so much. And I rewatched Mermaids because, you know, Winona and Cher and, oh my gosh, Christina Ricci. And um, I watched most of Being There, directed by Hal um, Ashby with uh, Shirley MacLaine and Pete Sellers. I need to, um, I've not seen uh, Being There or Mermaids, actually. Mermaids has been on my list, though, and I am planning on watching that one. So um, that's just a matter of time, I think. But, um... Being there, I actually was, I'm not even sure I've heard of aside from you talking about it this week. Well, you know, I have this bad habit when Barnes & Noble, not a, oh, what is that? What, they don't pay us. Half-off um, criterion? Yes! When they do that, sometimes I go a little wild. But um, last time, I think I was texting you the whole time I was trying to buy movies. First, mm. you weren't cooperating and just telling me what you wanted for Christmas. And then, <laughs> um... And then I was having a hard time finding what I should get for myself. Um, so I ended up buying Ghost World, which I have really, uh, I love that movie a lot. And it just got re, uh, released on Criterion, so I needed it. Thank you, you need coleslaw. And uh, <laughs> I bought that one. And I picked it up and bought it just because of the director, because I love Harold and Maude so much. Well, yeah, and I, I just watched Harold and Maude not too long ago and really loved it, so I totally understand why one would go with that movie. But And it's got, like, that same kind of offbeat humor. Um, I don't want to, like, give away, this isn't a big spoiler, but um, one of the characters gets backed into by a car, and they're trying to, like, coax him into the car, and they're like, come on, he's a really good driver! And I'm like, he just hit him! But, you know, it's <laughs> just still got that kind of humor, and I like it a lot. Well... Um, I watched some movies this week too. I watched, uh, I got my wife and daughter to watch The Edge of Seventeen with me, which I saw in the theater in November of 2016. Um, stars Haley Steinfeld and Woody Harrelson. I really liked it then. I've been wanting to rewatch it, but I wanted them to watch it with me. Got them to agree, and uh, they both really liked it, and I was very happy with that result. The movie that I was disappointed with, um, my wife and I rented My Friend Dahmer. Have you heard of this movie? I have. Who plays Dahmer again? Um, Ross Lynch, who is a Disney uh, like young teen guy from a few years ago. He was on a show called Austin and Alley, and then he did the Teen Beach movie, um, which was like their kind of tribute movie to Frankie and Annette. And uh, I, it wasn't his doing. I thought he did really well. It's just it's kind of a boring biopic, which is sad when your subject is Jeffrey Dahmer. It could be so interesting, and it should be right. Like there's no reason for it not to be interesting. Um, and it just, it just really wasn't. And I was super disappointed. 
and so was my wife actually and that was i was refreshed because sometimes i think i might be too hard on a movie um she's generally not so the fact that she was also just like it's not a good sign um not that it's horrible either like there's some good stuff in it i just think it could have been so much better um i rewatched the lego batman movie because uh, i needed something easy to, to have on in the background and it was fun um i watched rashomon which is a Kira Kurosawa, Akira Kurosawa film that I've been meaning to watch for a while. Uh, really excellent. G- so glad that I watched it. Um, and then the big thing that I saw last night, and I had to go 40 minutes out of my way to see it, but I went and saw Annihilation. <gasps> I want to see that. Well, so far, I loved it. Brendan loved it. Big Tuna loved it. And uh, most okay. people won't. Oh, I did bring my daughter. Yeah, I brought my daughter. Uh, she liked it. Um, I, I don't know how much she liked it because it's it's so wonderful and so horrifying and so interesting and thought provoking and I mean it just it just does everything you expect a sci fi movie to do and it does it expertly. Uh, same director from Ex Machina, whose name is not coming to me immediately, but he is. Alex Garland, um, fantastic, I think. It's the second film, and it's crazy. Natalie Portman is amazing in this movie, too. Um, so, not to overpraise it, but... I it, really want to see that one. It has not been a movie-going week for... No, and no. unfortunately, um, it was scheduled to be at my local theater until yesterday afternoon. Like, it was yesterday morning on all the apps. It was There was a 7 o'clock showing at, the, at our mall. And by 3 o'clock, it had been pulled out of our mall. At least you keep checking that mess. I would be so mad. Uh, I owe it to Big Tuna. He was, um, I don't know what made him double check it, but he double checked, messaged me that they had pulled it. And so we started making alternate plans. Like he went to Lakeland and I went to Sinopolis, which is, you know, about 40 minutes. It's 40 minutes with traffic. It's probably like 30 minutes from here. Um, Hold on. Oh, go ahead. And then I'm going to talk. Oh, no. But it was super weird. Apparently... Uh, they just didn't think it's going to have the, the box office dollars because it's definitely not a mass-marketed type of movie. Like, there are going to be people who are very upset if they go in expecting an action movie or a simple, like, sci-fi. It's it's pretty thought-provoking. In a lot of ways, it kind of reminded me of Under the Skin, not in terms of, like, subject, but in terms of, uh, like, tone and, um, at, like, it's it, there are moments uh, where you're just observing and it's uh it's intense and yet there's not necessarily a lot happening but you're just kind of like awe-stricken by what's happening in front of you i didn't realize um i really want to see that movie so bad um but and i felt like from the trailer i feel like you you don't know what you're getting yourself into and i feel like it's going to be a movie that's gonna not be what you expect not what you expect i mean they don't give us much but um i didn't realize that alex garland wrote the screenplays for danny boyle's movies sunshine and 28 days later Mm, i know i I just found that on a website so i haven't researched it yeah and he's got a couple other uh movies on that writing credits that i'm not thinking of right now but yeah i didn't know that either until today um Mm -hmm. i knew he did you know ex machina and he wrote the screenplay for annihilation but it's an adaptation of a book um which i'm very interested in reading now it's actually a trilogy and I don't know if we're going to get three movies because it's not going to make a lot of money, um, unfortunately, just because it's not it's definitely not one that's going to appeal to the large audiences. But but um, yeah, that's what we've been watching. Um, 
I, I've watched, I'm almost through with my second rewatch of The Office, though. I'm, like, Dang. just a few episodes away from being done. Um, and I have to say, I think I like it more the second time around. Um, I've had a blast rewatching the episodes. There's been a lot of really fun moments. And, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I still want to watch. And this week, I've been super busy. Like, I've been re- remodeling the website. Uh, we've got some new logos coming out. And um, that's taken up a lot more time than I had anticipated. So, I like that's why I watch Lego Batman um, Sunday night because I was so wrapped up with the website I knew I wasn't gonna be able to like focus on anything. So I just put on something I'd seen before. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm I'm recording another podcast tomorrow with uh, Matt from uh, What We Watched What I Watched Tonight, and it's gonna be called um, Bloody Awesome Movie Podcast uh, in honor of our you know, transatlantic friendship. So nice. yeah. And then, you know, I've got movie club or not movie club, but I've got, um, top five movies on Sunday. Sorry guys. I'm not going to be on that episode. Nope. And I just realized something that I have to now clear up because I, I think I double booked the time frame, but I think I can make it work. Um, but yeah. So, you know, Stuff is is busy and happening, and I, I love it. But it is sometimes taking me away from my my movie watching, so that always frustrates me. But this week we watched About Time, and let's get into all the stats about this film. Um, this movie was brought to like I actually remember seeing trailers for it and wanting to see it, and I don't know what stopped me, but I never got to it. And then during my 2016 movie challenge. One of my coworkers um, wanted me to watch this movie. Like, specifically came to me, like, you need to watch this movie. And I bought that movie almost immediately after she recommended it, but I never got to it. And so, two years later, almost to the, the date, I think, I finally watched this movie. Uh, it is about time from 2013. Um, the plot summary on IMDb reads At the age of 21, Tim discovers he can travel in time and change what happens and has happened in his own life. His decision to make his world a better place by getting a girlfriend turns out not to be as easy as you might think. Now, I feel like that plot summary is very misleading for what the movie actually ends up being, but... uh, Because he's not just pursuing any woman... I don't know. I I totally agree. I feel like it... Yeah, and really, the time travel getting the girlfriend part is solved pretty early in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's more just a kind of a slice of life type movie, but directed and written by Richard Curtis, uh, stars Domhnall Gleeson, Rachel McAdams, Bill Nighy. Um, let's see if there's anybody else I need to know. Uh, Lydia Wilson plays his sister Kit Kat. Um, Tom Hollander plays Harry. Uh, Mar- Margot Robbie. Can we talk about Lindsay Duncan? Lindsay Duncan. Um, oh, I loved her. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't actually know who that was. Um, I didn't either. Joshua McGuire, who I've seen in some stuff. He's Rory. Um, Will Merrick is his friend. Uh, Vanessa Kirby is her friend. Um, Rachel McAdams' character's friend. And those, that's the main characters there. So, um, what we normally do here, is before we get into spoilers about the movie, we kind of give our general thoughts, and then uh, we'll give a nice spoiler warning so that you know we're getting into all of the details of the of our thoughts on the film and we will hold nothing back so Corey, what did you think about time <laughs> um i loved it um i just i don't even i don't know i just loved it 
I was I was waiting for it to make me cry. And mm. But oh, I I also really loved it. Um, it does have I didn't say the stats. It's a seven point five IMDb user so- score, but a fifty five meta score. And I want to talk about that in a second because there's a review that I think is a little ridiculous, but um, I found Donald Gleason to be so almost unbearably charming in this movie. Like he is so charming, I was like falling in love with him. I think like it was he was that charming in this movie. And I go ahead. I I just I'm trying to remember the first time I realized who he was because I've oh. seen so many movies with him in it. Oh, it was Ex Machina. For some reason, all that was coming to mind was 2015's Frank. Mm, mm-hmm. um, but he was in Ex Machina. And um, I think that's where I really took, um, you know, with Oscar Isaac, too, and Alicia Vikander. Um, yeah. But such a great movie. But I just love him, and he's getting so much work, and it makes me happy because... I can't think of anything he's been in, whether it's like a small part or he's playing a jerk. Or he's this character that we're totally in love with that he doesn't just, you know, pull you in. Yeah. Okay, let's go back a bit. Um, one, I forget he's Bill Weasley in the Harry Potter movies. What? Yeah. Um, oh, he's in True Grit. He's He plays a character called Moon, the kid. Um, I'm going back oh. a l- way back here. I haven't seen most of these older movies. So I saw True Grit. I saw he's in the last two Harry Potter movies as Bill Weasley. Oh, gross. He has long stringy hair in that movie. Ah. Um, he's in Dread apparently, but he's clan techie, so I don't know if he's like somebody you notice. Um oh he's an episode of Black Mirror. Um uh he's in Anna Karenina. About times his first like I think probably his first lead role. Um he was in Unbroken, which I did not see. Uh, he was he's in the Harry Potter Escape from Gringotts uh, ride um, or short. Uh, he's in Frank, as we saw. We both saw that. Ex Machina saw. Haven't seen Calvary, um, but he's in that with his dad, it looks like. Uh, the Revenant, which was great, and I, I saw, and I thought he was great in that. Um, Force Awakens as General Hux, which I love. Um, he's in Brooklyn, which he's really great in Brooklyn. I don't know if you got I to see Brooklyn. I haven't been able oh, to watch it yet, but I need to watch it. it. Saoirse okay. Ronan, um, fantastic. Um, Star Wars The Last Jedi, uh, great, again, has some of the funniest lines with Oscar Isaac. Um, Mother, uh, he's the oldest oh, son. yeah, that kind of threw me for a loop, because I... Um, he's in Goodbye Christopher Robin, which I've heard is good. Uh, I've not seen it, though, but then, um, he was in American Made. God, I forgot he was in American Made. He's probably my favorite part of that movie. Um, didn't see The Little Stranger, but that says 2018, so maybe it's not major release yet he's in peter rabbit which i've heard he is great in and then he's on a netflix original a futile and stupid gesture but i don't know how much he's in that but he's listed as that so i've seen a lot of his stuff and i like him generally we don't normally go through someone's uh imdb catalog like that but um he's so charming like he's so great in this movie it's the red hair (laughs) he's kind uh, I rooted for him throughout almost every... Even when he was making choices that I was questioning, I wasn't mad at him. I was, like, yelling at the screen, like, don't do it. Don't do that one thing. just go back and do it again. <laughs> mm. Which we'll get into the plot a bit more, because I love the time travel aspect. But um, And then, I gotta say, I, I've, I like Rachel McAdams, but this movie made me really love Rachel McAdams. Like, I thought she was great. Like, especially in this role, because... Mean Girls is excellent, and her as Regina George is great. 
but she's such a villain in that movie for her to be as charming as she is in this movie. And I know I'm using the word charming a lot, but I don't know how else to describe it. I was just smiling through most of the movie, except for a few of the sad parts. But I was just having a really fun time watching this film. Agreed. Now, um, I also Bill Nighy, I've, I've been a fan of for a while. He's in a lot of stuff. Uh, the cheesiest... Underworld. Under, ugh, ugh. <laughs> Not even. <laughs> Hello, listeners. Um, but, um, he was in, uh, Shaun of the Dead, too. He's the, he's the That's right. stepdad. And, um, he's also in a, uh, he's in a very small scene in the World's End. No, I'm sorry, in Hot Fuzz. I don't think he's in World's End. He's in Hot Fuzz. Um, he's one of the police, like, the chief. Because they have that little bit where, um, Simon Pegg's character is like, let me see, I want to talk to the lieutenant. I want to talk to this person. And he's, like, on the top tier. So he's in, like, two scenes only. But he's still funny in those but then uh have you ever seen um oh i'm gonna forget the name of the movie i was just thinking about it the um the the sappy christmas romance um with liam neeson and huh who are you talking to i'm I'm talking to you but you always talk call me a scrooge because i don't watch christmas movies oh but it's not just a christmas movie Uh, love actually oh no but i do own it oh see that was me in this movie actually got these two movies together um, Bill Nighy's character in that is like the silliest I'd ever seen him and he's uh, silly again in this movie but like in a fun dad sort of way um, and I, some of the stuff he says to his son is so touching um, just like oh, wow what a great dad one. yeah in this one. Oh yeah so much of what he said I was just like oh, I just couldn't yeah he plays kind of a um Keith Richards rock star type character in Love Actually. He's kind of the silliest part of that movie. <laughs> um, in a good way, though. In a, in a fun kind of good way. But, um... Oh. Well, that's interesting. Um, I'm gonna make that a curveball. So... So, Corey. Uh, I think our general thoughts are we both really enjoyed this movie. More than I was expecting. Uh, me too, and I was a little apprehensive because, oh, before we get into our spoilers, I do want to talk about the uh, the ratings. So, when I see that this has a 55, and I was like, man, I really like this, um, Metacritic takes all of the scores that are given, averages them out. So, the highest score it received is an 80 from Empire, and it's pretty positive, and it, it has some average scores, but then it drops, the lowest score is a 25, <laughs> and it, I'm kind of shocked at what it says. Listen to what this person wrote. Um, it's from the playlist, and it's uh, the writer's name is Gabe Toro. This is all on IMDb. I'm not like putting anyone on blast. It's out there. Um, it says about time inadvertently reveals itself to be about men and how they devise lies in order to create the illusion that all women supposedly want to see. Now I don't know what movie this person watched. I- I'm assuming Gabe is a male, but I don't know. Um, but. I don't feel like that's accurate at all with what happens in the movie. I feel like if you read the IMDb plot summary, that's what it sounds like. Because it says that he uses time travel to get a girlfriend. And while he does use time travel twice to manipulate a situation, most of the time when he uses time travel, it doesn't work out. And when he just gives up is when those things seem to happen. Um, the, The one exception... He meets Rachel McAdams' character, whose name is um, Mary, 
in a really cool scene at a uh, dark dinner where like all the lights are out and so you don't you can't see anything. It's one of those sensory deprivation things, and Ugh. yeah, I don't know if I could handle that. But he, they meet, they talk, they click. Um, he chooses to redo that night to help a friend, and then because he changes that night, he doesn't meet her, and that devastates him because he fell in love with her basically instantly. So he does manipulate a situation so he can meet her on a different night and end up on the path. But in my eyes, they were set to be together and he chose to be altruistic and help somebody else and risk losing her. And so leveled the playing field again, I guess you could say. And so he did manipulate her life in that way. But again, initially she was all into him too. Like they, they seemed like they were both in love. Would you agree with that scene? Oh yes. So then they, I love they feel that way about each other and they can't see each other. Yeah, and earlier when he tried to manipulate um, a situation with Margot Robbie's character, and this is early in the film, it's not a spoiler yet, but it doesn't work. Like none of the things he does, he tries to do to manipulate her works so i feel like this person's way off base making that claim um like i don't think it's implying that message at all that you can um you know that you can just manipulate the world to like make women love you or whatever like i don't think this movie does that at all i'm a i'm a woman and i still feel like what he's saying is so sexist yeah (laughs) i'm just like what are you talking about it sounds like he's trying to be, like, progressive and be like, this movie's, like, anti-feminist. I'm like, did you watch the movie? Like, it's not at all, like, in any way. Because, and when we get into spoilers, I'll point out more specific things where I don't agree with this person's read on this film. Now, there are some of the other complaints I read is that it's it's um, overly sentimental, and that's a matter of opinion, fine. And it can be. There's, But you know what? I like a little optimism every once in a while, and this movie was the right dose of optimism for me this I didn't week. Feel, yeah, I didn't ever feel like it... I mean, it has, like, the time traveling and everything, but I felt like the relationships and everything in the movie, there wasn't anything, like, artificial about them. I felt like they had really mm, real relationships, you know, like the sassy mom, the chill, laid-back dad, and then the sister that can't get her act together and you know i didn't feel like everything was rosy i don't know yeah no i agree i i don't think in fact the message of the movie which we can't say now i felt was so so grounded in reality um that the sci-fi element of this film while very interesting and a, a a fun plot device at times it's it's a side element to the real story that's being told and um yeah, I think that's as much as we can say without uh, spoiling anything. So, um, initial reactions, Corey and I both really like the movie. Um, and we're going to jump into spoilers. So, Corey? Dun, dun, dun. Um, I don't remember how we watched this. Oh, I do. So, I don't know how you're going to get a hold of it, but go watch it. It's really good. It's a few years old. Um, and then come back and get a best listen. But if you don't mind spoilers, full steam ahead. And, and if you're still here, it is available on any digital platform, or you can buy a DVD or Blu-ray. I don't believe it's streaming free anywhere, though, so you would have to rent it from Amazon or iTunes or Vudu oh, or whatever sorry. service you like. But um, that said, okay, so continuing with that kind of disagreement with this uh, 25 review, 
the scene with Margot Robbie later in the film. He meets Margot Robbie. Um, he sees her after years of not seeing her, and he's very established with Mary at this point. They're they're living together, and he's at a play. There's Margot Robbie, and he still thinks she's gorgeous. And apparently, he thinks he's she's so gorgeous. He's gonna go try to like make a second impression. And he he keeps messing up because she says, this is my girlfriend. He's like, oh, you're a lesbian. And she's like, what? No, I just mean she's my friend. And then he redoes it with his time travel abilities. And then he's like, oh, now that you're a lesbian, the girl's like, I am a lesbian. Do you have a problem with that? And not Margot Robbie, but the, her friend is a lesbian. So it was this whole kind of funny bit. So after a few failed attempts of rekindling a friendship with Margot Robbie, he just is going to leave. And she comes to him, right? And she's clearly willing, like, she brings him back to her hotel room. And in my head... Can we please... Oh, go ahead. I think they're going to have an affair. And I did too. And if that would have happened, I would have been done with this movie and my review would have been incomplete. Mm. Well, because I thought he would have the affair and he could go back in time to where he never had the affair, but he had the affair. But he doesn't do that. Instead, he oh. realizes how much he loves Mary and goes to propose. And, you know, there's there's so many funny scenes with that time travel, but the message of the film that he straight up says at the end, I mean, there's, this is a fun, it's a fun film, it's a dramatic, there's some sad moments, there's definitely some sentimentality, I feel like the movie earns it, even though some of the other critics say no, um, but is that, it's not about time travel to have a good life, it's about appreciating everything you have as if you don't have time travel, which is, guess what, everybody? We don't have that ability, so you have to appreciate everything that happens, good or bad, because it's all we get. You know, and I, I love that kind of message, and he learns it having time travel, the ability to go back, but there are limitations that you learn about throughout the film that are super funny. Um, when he comes back and the baby's a boy. Like, I was sad! I know, I know. I could. I was shocked when he was able to kind of fix it again, but... Uh, um, I want to say something, too, because oh, we saw it happen twice in this movie so dear fellas <laughs> if a lady asks you to walk her home <laughs> well we know what that means well yeah because it happens both <laughs> twice well, i love how um rachel mcadams tricks him though i love it can you walk me to my car yeah, oh her... <laughs> <laughs> you had to park way out here well actually it's parked outside of my front door <laughs> or something it was so yeah. funny like she's like i i, I got a taxi there <laughs> like <laughs> And he's like, oh. And so, yeah. Um, actually, and their first time having sex, which is done very tastefully. I mean, you, you have an overhead shot looking down at the bed, and we just see, like, them curled up together. But, like, the first time, there's, like, an awkward, like, oh, it'll be better. And she's like, no, I thought it was great. And he time travels back, and they do it again. And uh, it's definitely better the second time. And then a third time, and I love the third time, because she's like, wait, you're not going to, my perfect man's not going to go again. And he's like, I don't oh. think that's fair. <laughs> Isn't that the time where he like does undoes the bra correctly too? Because the first yeah. time she's like it's a front blah blah blah, and then she's like, oh, you're good with your bras, huh? I like to think so or something. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, it, it was super funny. Um, that and that's the thing. They're both so charming, and there's so many like nervously awkward moments that he has, especially early in the film, like when he's trying to talk to Margot Robbie. It's embarrassing, and then when he uh, meets her at the Kate Moss exhibit, and he just. Like, he knows she doesn't know who he is, but he's not thinking because he's just excited to finally have seen her. And he's like, Mary! And she's like, 
do I know you? And he's like, oh, no, that's right. You don't know me. But I, I just guessed. And it's just like the most uncomfortable. And I love how he's always like, that's my mother's name. So you're saying I'm like your mother. I, she, I don't even remember all the responses she has to that. but Yeah. And um, there's so many little lines. Like, I don't even remember the context of this line, but I have it written down. Never trust a blueberry. Um, oh, because they're sitting at... Uh, at the Kate Moss exhibit, she, he meets her boyfriend, um, and he after he gets the address from the guy, which, by the way, they're way too forthcoming with the address, because he's like, what's the exact address? And they're just like, here you go. And I'm like... Well, they're like, why? Blah, blah, blah. I just yeah. like to picture things, and I'm like... Mm-hmm. Nope, you're a stalker. And <laughs> um, But then he gets up to leave, and like he's acting like he's got to use the bathroom. He's like, oh, never trust a blueberry. And I just... Just the way he <clears throat> says it, it cracked me up. Um... Uh, I, oh, guys, I'm a sap. I don't usually like rom-coms. I like my stuff a little more on the dramatic side. Uh, I like to ugly cry. Um, but I love love, and I love that love is unexpected, and I love that throughout this movie, that he's not expecting to fall in love with her, and then we just see, you know, I don't know. Um, and I want to say that I really like the soundtrack a lot, too. I mm-hmm. love Ben Folds so much. And that they use the luckiest in this song. First of all, that song just makes me cry. But um, Nick Cave, and he even, one of them even says something about Nick Cave, and then it's playing in the background. And there was a song I had never heard before. I'd never heard of this musician, um, but Paul Buchanan, Midair. And I'm forgetting exactly what part of the movie it played in, but I was just like, oh my gosh, I had to go Google it. So. And I want to talk about all the performances in this movie because the actress that played Kit Kat, um, I could see in her very nuanced performance early in the film that she was, like, troubled. Um, like, she was so happy and kind of a little bit manic at times. But, like, her performance, even, like, in the background of scenes, you could just see that she was depressed and sad. And I saw that tragic moment coming where I was so happy that it didn't go big and that's one thing I should say before we get into specifics this movie keeps setting up these majorly like things are going to go wrong like he's going to cheat on her he's going to lose her he's going to have to get her back none of that ever happens in this movie um and I really love that because it could have gone melodramatic so many times and it doesn't and the only thing that it it does we're in spoilers so the the father passes away Bill Nighy does pass away, but it's not over the top. It's not some dramatic death. And even his character, when he like he announces that he has cancer, it he's so content because he's lived a full, a beyond full life because he's traveled back and redone so many events and so many moments um, that he knows he's lived longer. What a dad, though, because oh. go ahead, no, please. He, when the family shows up, because his mom has finally told them and what are you doing here oh you must have heard and he's like well i have years i could have years and then he finally comes out with it and says just a few months or a few weeks but uh... yeah and when he passes it is it's definitely sad it's an easily sad moment um but it's done so tastefully and the, the part that's really interesting because he has time travel abilities he can go back and see his dad when he wants kind of thing. So, And his dad knows that he has time travel because their whole family, all the males in the family have this ability. And um, 
you know, which I'm wondering if that's what like is this reviewer pissed that none of the women have it? I don't know. Maybe, maybe that could be it. Um, that I guess that could be the read that he's saying because it's a male trait. Um, but I mean, there's limitations to a lot of things, and and the big thing being, um, like once a, your wife gets pregnant, kind of thing, you can't go back before that because which sperm hits the egg could change and so the child that you've been falling in love with because it's your child may not be the same child like a, specifically like a, a boy or like and that happens in the movie um, and like he tells him that his dad tells him so he must have done that also I'm yeah or i mean he found out somehow right and he doesn't tell him till he does it like because he he takes kit kat back with him which was interesting because i didn't know he was gonna be able to take other people with him um and they change her life, but then he can't do that because he loses his daughter. So he undoes it somehow. That part doesn't necessarily clearly make sense how he's able to undo those changes, but he does. And I'm glad because I was really sad for him that his childhood changed. But um, And still, he manages to save Kit Kat in the harder way. Like, she has to go through... Uh, she has to hit rock bottom. That a lot. It, uh, when they're like sitting in the instead of he tries to set her up with one of his friends that's not such a bad influence but then that doesn't that's what ends up messing up uh, with his daughter and then they just sit with her in the hospital until she comes to the realization of what she needs to change in her life and then ends up with that friend though which is great right like yes um and and but in a in a real way and she's still like I don't know. It was so great. I loved so many little things because, again, she could have died. And if, you know, in many other movies, she would have died. It would have been this big tragic thing where he has to make a decision. Does he go back and save her or does he stay with his wife and daughter? You know, and they don't do that. They don't make him make that tough choice. It's so much of this film, a sci-fi film about a man who has the ability to travel back in time simply by walking into a dark room and thinking about a previous moment. And he can go back to that moment. Um, I want to say that I really loved his mom. I thought she was a pistol. Yeah. And we haven't talked about him yet, but I loved Uncle Desmond. And I thought that he had some of the most profound things to say in the movie. And at first we're kind of, kind of writing him off. But then later on, he's not that crazy. He was not as, um, yeah. And I was, cons- I see, I, I was so expecting that melodramatic moment that I kind of thought we were going to learn that his um, mental state was a, a side effect of the time travel and that like or that he also had it or something and that's what we were going to learn but that wasn't the case so again another like I was so on guard for that big melodramatic moment and it never came and um, I think that also made me really like this movie because I kept waiting for that big drop you know I even at one point I paused the movie to go to the restroom and I'm like, I said to, to Kathy, who d- sadly didn't watch this with me. And I'm really bummed because I really think she would have loved this movie. But um, I'm surprised she likes Rachel McAdams, doesn't she? Yeah, I don't know what it was. She, sometimes she just doesn't want to watch what I'm watching um, for whatever reason. Like, maybe she wasn't in the mood for a sad movie or whatever. But I said to her, I'm like, I know something sad's going to happen. Like, there's just, there's no way it's not going to, like, something big's going to go wrong. And it never really does because everything that... It, this movie really kind of represents real life. Like we all wish we could go back in time and replay those moments, right? That would be ideal. Like that moment when you stupidly say to the movie theater person, they say, enjoy your movie. And you say you too. And you want to kill yourself for that slight embarrassment and stupid, awkward statement. But if you could go back in time and not do that and be like, 
thank you. Instead, you know, you would. And he has that. And yet, as time passes, and he, he multiple times throughout the movie, will even makes comments like, I didn't need to travel back in time. I didn't need to use it because I was happy. Everything was perfect. And that's the realization that he comes to because his dad tells him before um, before he's gone forever, something happens with she gets she wants to have another baby and once that once I she's pregnant, he has to give up that his dad. Scene so much because mm-hmm. well, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I'm kind of getting mixed up on the timeline because I remember they're sitting at a table outside, and she says she wants to have another baby, yep. and he's like, maybe we can try later. Yeah, and. He- so he, his dad has already passed at that point, right? Yep. He just wouldn't be able to travel back in time to see his dad. Nope. That's correct. Okay. And that's within um, the I rules have, of the movie. I love that scene. And she's like, he's like, maybe we can try later. And she's like, okay, or we can try now. <laughs> I just died. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I was crying and laughing. Woo! Yeah, because he, he can't tell her why he doesn't want to have another baby. Um, and he has to decide to be selfish or not and he he does what he because he wants a child too but he also doesn't want to say goodbye to his dad so he's not like being selfish not wanting a child but he you know he doesn't want to leave his dad forever and he does and then i love the little voiceover where he says you know it's it's hard but like everybody else eventually you move on like death is it's painful but you keep going you keep moving forward there's a lot of little obviously some i mean some people will criticize a film for stating like obvious things like that but But you need to hear it i mean words out of my mouth Corey. exactly there i mean like god how many self-help books do we have or how many motivational instagrams and facebooks like it's everything that we already know but sometimes i feel like it's the same thing as being able to like have a tangible product of something like you can have a digital movie or you can have like a hard copy of a movie and i don't know i feel like people just need to calm down so i go ahead i was gonna say sometimes you just need positivity even if it is an obvious like statement affirmation. yeah affirmation that you're not the only one who feels that way or that it's okay to to move on because some people went with death i don't think they feel comfortable moving on like you feel guilty for like well, continuing to live and i'm i think the total opposite but i understand why someone might feel that way and so i think hearing that revelation that someone else has had the same thought that you're currently having is a good affirmation that you're not an evil person you're not doing something wrong i love um i actually took notes on this movie guys i actually did that i don't always do that um but i loved his dad's two-part plan for happiness too Oh, yeah. Um, one was live every day like every other person, but then two was live every day twice. Yeah. The first oh time with God. all the tensions of everyday life. The second time noticing all the sweet, small things that make life so great. Um, the literal stop and smell the roses is essentially day two. Yeah. Like, stop yeah. and look at everything. Uh, the first day, you live it normal. Second day, appreciate every little detail. And it was a really cool kind of uh, series of scenes. Um, yeah, I, I was going to bring that up, actually, because he, he adds a third rule. That's kind of the conclusion of the film, which I already mentioned was don't, you know, just appreciate every day. Don't bother with living it a second time. Go in with that mindset ahead of time. That... Um, I laughed oh, this movie and I'm starting to tear up just thinking about it. But um, 
I love also there's another scene where they're in bed and she's like, if you had a bad day, we can have sex. <laughs> yeah. like, but it wasn't a bad day. And then she's like, okay. And she's turning off the light to go to sleep. And he's like, it was a very, very bad day. First I got fired from my job and then I killed a man. <laughs> like, oh my God. Like, I don't know how you could not laugh at this movie. I feel like it would be someone just going in and being a contrarian. But, um, and also that part where he is with his dad for the last time and they're playing ping, ping pong. Yes. Yep. Also, I suck at that game. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, if you ever want to win, win a lot of money from me, I don't really gamble, but there you go. Um, you know, I love that scene so much because he tells his dad, well, you know, a kiss will just have to do. And then he knows that it's going to be the last time. Mm-hmm. And they oh. time traveled in a time travel. Yeah, friends. yeah, and uh, you get to, he gets to have one more day with the beach as a young kid with his and if younger they don't dad. Change anything, it should be fine. Yeah, which the, again, there's a lot of hints like that where something bad's gonna happen and nothing really ever does. Um, and I kind of like. I mean, there bad things happen, but they're normal everyday and bad things. It's everyday. Yes, like things that probably quite a few of us have experienced. Um, I love, I I know I've already talked about his family and how much I love them, but I love that they just spend all day on the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I love that about, I just love it. I love how close they are and... Uh. Well, I love when uh, she he brings her, I think, for the first time to meet the family. And he's like, but don't have tea. <laughs> And then she's tea. like, I'll gladly have tea. And he's like, well, there goes the day. Like, just... <laughs> I'll go have tea on your family's private beach. Oh, but then um, there's two scenes that I really want to go into. One, the montage of their relationship with the subway. How it's all filmed in the subway and them just coming in and out. And you see the family coming in and out and the music's playing. I, I wish I, I don't have the song written down, but I really loved the song that was playing with the, the buskers in the subway station. And just every little moment of that montage was so, it's so cool. I love the idea of just putting it in the subway and they come in and out of it. And you see the families there and this is happening. And you get so much of their relationship in a really cool way. I thought it was really uh, interesting and heartfelt. And I really, really appreciated that montage. Um, It sounds like you did too. I did. Um, uh, I love like when they're early in their relationship and he or she runs after the other to get another kiss and then they're like later on they're like tipping the buskers and um i think that it is um how long will i love you by joe Bowden. i, I think you're correct i think that is right um i i love that scene too and i think there's a part where they dance a little bit and then mm. run off yep. and it's always showing them parting ways yeah um it seems like it's like they're each having to go about their day yep it's them going on their morning commute or going to travel to see the family and I just, it was so, so simple. It's such an obvious idea because it's a thing they do every single day. But I love the, the camera work in that scene and how they, they uh, I was really into that scene a lot um, early on. And I just thought it was, it was a really cool way. I mean, it's montages are used all the time, but I just really appreciated that one. That it was simple. Yeah. Yeah. And it worked. It worked really well. <laughs> um, But the, the later scene is a, it's kind of a cliche scene of having the guy, um, she's trying on all the dresses for the big meeting uh-huh. and him yeah. losing his mind like with the dresses. Uh, and then she goes, it's a long process. She'd probably 
in real life, she probably tried on 20 dresses. Yeah, but, like, um, his was... commentary is so funny. <laughs> her reaction, her her comments are so funny. Um, and then she goes back to the first dress. Yeah, which, and he's just like, I am going to lose my mind. And I kept waiting for him to, like, have to time travel to, like, fix something he said, but that's not that scene either. And that's, again, this movie introduces a time travel element, and they do use it, but they, they use it in such a passive way like it's it's used for comedic purposes at times um it's always there and i think it's you're always kind of waiting for him to use it but the lesson is i think that you're supposed to walk away thinking this guy has it and realizes he doesn't need it because life is part of life are some of these mistakes and yes he does end up with mary as a result of altering some things but again he had her like I, without any question, had he chose to let his playwright roommate have a failing play, he had Mary, but he chose to help his friend, and so he had to manipulate Mary's life a little. And I don't necessarily, I don't think it's okay to manipulate someone's life, but I think they were both better off for it. Agreed. Um, I mean, I could go probably scene by scene here, but I think I've said everything I need to say. Um, I was overly impressed with this movie. I am very glad I own it. Um, one thing, uh, early in the movie, I don't know if you noticed in his room, he has an Amelie poster. I did! And I was super stoked about that. Um, yeah, I was very much into that, um, early on, because there's definitely some movie love in this movie. And then, um, because even the family, one of their traditions was watching a movie every Friday night. Um, which I loved, uh, because I love movies. So, um... I mean, there's so many little things. I, I just, I can't get over how great Domhnall Gleeson was, though. I, I really thought he was fantastic. And I, I've i been a fan, but I know now that I will watch anything that he is in uh, because he is I'm, excellent. And I know that we both appreciate him a lot, and I love him, too. And he is a selling point for me, but I wonder when that's going to catch on with the rest of everyone else. I mean, he's getting work, so it's not like, yeah. uh, it's not like people like... aren't aware, but... I feel like he doesn't get a lot of like main like main characters though he like in this movie he did but I mean the Revenant he's not you know one of the I don't know how I don't know I'm not very good at explaining things obviously <laughs> but he's not always the leading character he's not always like correct in the middle of the movie and we see that with a lot of great actors sadly but I just feel like I feel like he's that guy in the movies that everyone knows but doesn't know they know it's like a fleetwood mac song everyone knows it but they don't know it's fleetwood mac well i mean like think frank he is really the main character how many people saw frank not many but i was gonna say though he is but that's michael fassbender's movie you know what i mean yeah. like the movie's from his perspective uh from Donald's perspective but it's really a michael fassbender film and even maggie gyllenhaal is i you know prominent in that movie but it's it's um you know it's Domino's the lead and then uh, in Force Awakens, he's a minor character by comparison. Um, although Revenant, Revenant, he is the uh, he is the captain, but yeah, he's oh, not right. in half the movie. Um, he's got some major moments though, but he's not the lead. It's Leo's movie for sure. Tom Hardy would be second build without question, and then Domino's like third or fourth. I think Will I Poulter mean, is higher up. Ex Machina, but he's the lead. But um, it's definitely I think Alicia Vikander might steal the show in that one. Um, by the end, for sure. Not to spoil anything about that movie, but I think by the end, she's got the everyone's like wrapped with like how amazing she was. Um, and now she's making Tomb Raider. What? 
I know. I, I hope. That movie looks so bad. I finally saw the trailer like a month or two, not a month or two ago, two or three weeks ago probably, and I was just like, seriously, really? I am. I'm, I'm holding out some hope. I like the. I like the old franchise. I've played some of the new game that this one is definitely based off of, where they they put her in pants instead of shorts, and like they try to make it less about the sexuality of her and more about her like badassness. But um, yeah, it there are definitely some cheesy moments in it. Um, I'm a Walter Goggins fan, and he's the the villain, so I'm hoping that'll work. Um, but uh, yeah. But Domhnall, let's uh, let's keep let's make him the guy. Let's yeah. You know, I mean, again, Brooklyn, he's really good, and I've heard he's great in Peter Rabbit. I've not seen Peter Rabbit yet, but I've heard he's really. I've been good. hearing some very polarizing things about that movie. Yeah, uh, I mean, people who have uh, allergies apparently hate this movie. But um, there's this whole like allergy bit that didn't go over well that Sony even had to apologize <gasps> oh, for. Oh yeah, about peanut butter or peanuts or something. Uh blackberries in this case. But uh he oh. he knows he's allergic to blackberries and apparently shoots a blackberry down his throat with like a slingshot. Um so almost kills him. But from what I've heard, that's a turning point in the movie and that Peter is supposed to make a change after that. So like it's not I haven't seen mm. it. This is just what I've heard. So I, I could be wrong, but my understanding is that maybe a little too sensitive. Um like it's treated as if it's wrong to do it. It's not treated as if, like, yeah, kill people with allergies. It's like... Oh, see, that's what everybody's making it sound like. It is, the exactly. commentary that I've heard, and I'm just like, guys, but I haven't seen it either. Yeah, so again, I'm only basing on what I've heard from other uh, critics, but um, it's time for our rating, I think, for About Time from 2013. <sighs> um, Corey? Musty film. I'm going to go one step below. I'm going to say not quite golden. Um, I, I, <laughs> um, I do think it's really good and I, I, I just, I don't know. I do think it's a film I could rewatch oh, I see, easily. I could, I could see this being one that I definitely rewatch. And isn't this movie like two hours long? Yeah. It's like two hours and 12 minutes. I think it was a little longer. It doesn't longer. even feel like it guys. No, it, it doesn't. Um, I, I mean, I, I was aware of it, but also because I had a bunch of stuff I was trying to get done and I couldn't do other things while watching oh, I have it. No idea. But uh, I'm sorry, two hours and three minutes. I guess something else I saw was two hours and twelve minutes. Um, but two hours and three minutes uh, this week was uh, it again? It did not feel like it because it is a it's a joy of a film. Like it really is, um, just amazingly fun. Like I, I wouldn't say it's perfect, um, but I, I don't know that I I'm, I really want to stop saying that phrase completely. That a movie's not perfect because duh, it's art. It doesn't have to be perfect. Um, it's enjoyable. It's funny. I'm going to even say I'm leaning towards must see, but I know that it's overly sentimental and sappy and there could be times where I don't need that. But this week it worked out really well. I, I totally, uh, enjoyed all of it. And thank you to my coworker who recommended it. I don't want to name drop just in case they don't want like their name going out to all the people, but thank you for, uh, making me buy this and finally watching it. Um, it was a great recommendation. Um, before we wrap up, we'll talk about what we're going to watch next week. And, Corey, I just pulled a curveball uh, because I, I'm trying to kill two birds oh, with one stone. Um, oh, God. I'm in the middle of a – it wasn't supposed to be, but I'm, I'm, I'm calling an audible and making Comedian. it mine. Yeah. Um, so I'm in the middle of a February movie challenge with Big Tuna. Oh, heck. He challenged me to five movies. Remember, he made me see Fifty Shades Freed. Oh. And then I challenged him to five movies. Now, um, 
some of the movies that I had picked, actually almost all of the movies I picked for him, were kind of excessively violent. And the school shooting in Florida uh, two weeks ago, or last Wednesday, um, prompted us to change some of the movies that we had picked. So I got to repick most of my movies for him, and I made him watch Norm of the North, which is a animated film that most people don't know about. It has a 9 on Rotten Tomatoes. <gasps> that was your bad film, I hope. Oh, that was the bad film for him, yeah. He hated it. Um, and hated it. the reviews up on BurkeReviews.com if you're interested in reading his overall thoughts on Norm of the North. But I also am making him watch The Boss Baby. But he did make me watch Fifty Shades Free in the theater. So, you know, it balances. But um, one of the movies that he had for me, which was not a violent movie, but it was All That Jazz. And he had All That Jazz on the list because he thought I'd seen the movie Chicago. But I had not. Oh. And we were scheduled to watch Chicago on March 23rd. Well, do the podcast on March 23rd. So I'm moving it up so I can watch it this week for the challenge and we'll talk about it now. Uh, so we're going to be doing Chicago um, next week for BurkeReviews.com because we're switching topics. It is going to be March when we record the next episode. And our topic for March are uh, best picture winners that we have not seen in honor of the Oscar season. That, uh, the Oscars are next Sunday, in fact, um, the March 4th. And we're going to be watching best picture winners that we have never seen in the month of March in honor of Oscar season uh, coming to an end, I guess, technically. And so Chicago is the film that we're watching next week. And I'm going to give all the stats here in a second. Um, I've never seen it. Corey, have you ever seen this movie? A long time ago, I own it. I also own it. I bought it uh, uh, probably about the same time I bought it about time. Um, man, Renee Zellweger looks so different now. It is so I crazy. I don't even recognize her. I don't know what she did her face. It's so <laughs> crazy because uh, the picture is not the woman I'm going to see in the movie. Um, but it's uh, directed by Rob Marshall, ri- written by Bill Condon, Bob Fosse. Uh, it's, uh, I'm sorry, based on the book by Bob Fosse. Screenplays by um Bill Condon stars Renee Zellweger, Catherine Zeta Jones, Richard Gere, uh Tay Diggs, Dominique West, Jane Eastwood, who I don't know, John C. Riley. I knew he was in this. I was waiting for him to pop up. Um and a bunch of other people. It's a musical. Um I that's why I skipped it in two thousand two when it came out. Um I have since stopped saying I don't like musicals. I very much like musicals. And so I'm waiting to see if uh this one will be added to my like or hate list. Um will it be with Grease? Or will it be with the other good ones? But uh, it's got an 82 on Metacritic. Uh, and as I noted, it is a Best Picture winner. And that's why it's on this list for March. Um, I don't know if it's currently available on any streaming services. Um, I, Corey and I both already own it. So we'll be watching it from our personal copies. But um, I'm going to check real quick to see if it is available on any streaming services. If you want to watch it and you are able to see it in one way or another, or you've seen it in the past and you just want to give us your feedback on this film, please send an email to contact at BurkeReviews.com. That is contact at BurkeReviews.com. And uh, tell us what you think. Um, It is not currently available on any streaming service for free, but it is available on uh, Vudu. Um, It's not showing that it's available on iTunes or Amazon, though, for some reason. So... You may have to watch it on Vudu, or uh, apparently it's available in, on YouTube to rent as well. But um, last I looked, it was on HBO at some point, but it, it appears that that's off right now as well. So you will have to buy it or uh, rent it from Vudu in order to uh, to check it out with us. But you can follow us on social media. I am at Burke Reviews. Corey? At Corey R. Star, two R's on the end. 
and um, go to BerkReviews.com, read our reviews, keep up with us, share and review this podcast if you will. If you like what we're doing, please let us know. Um, we are still in the process of rebuilding the website a little bit, so bear with us if anything isn't working. Please shoot us an email, let us know. We will get it fixed as soon as possible. Um, and pay attention, we'll be changing the name of our Burke Reviews podcast, which contains the top five movies and the Burke Reviews Movie Club in the near future. It will not change your feed. You don't have to resubscribe or anything like that. Aaron, if you're listening, no worries, bud. It won't go away again like the last time. Um, but we are looking to uh, rebrand slightly the name of the podcast to encompass some other stuff we want to add. Um, we're trying to add some more content audibly aside from top five and movie club so we're looking to, to add yet another element and so that name will be coming soon uh pay attention those logos will be changing Corey, thank you so much for uh, watching about time and i look forward to talking about chicago with you next week Woo! i'm pumped thanks all right talk to you later everybody peace bye this has been a burke reviews podcast burkereviews.com Hey everyone, it's John Burke. You know how much I love movies. And if you're listening to this podcast, there's a good chance you love movies too. And what we do here at Burke Reviews costs a little bit of money. It doesn't cost a fortune or anything, but none of us are rich. And that's where you come in. You can support BurkeReviews.com by either subscribing to our Patreon, where you can give a set amount to us monthly, a dollar, three dollars, five dollars, and ten dollars. And we're not asking you to just give us your money you get perks for uh, signing up on our patreon you can go over to patreon.com slash burke reviews and see exactly what those perks are you can go to burke and click on the patreon link and it'll take you right there um but if you're not willing to commit to a monthly donation which we totally understand there's an option to just donate one time uh, if you go to burke on the right side of the page you're going to see a donate button and through paypal you can donate us any amount of money you wish um for doing that we will read your name on our uh, the next episode of the podcast, whether it's Burke Reviews Movie Club or Top 5 Movies after the donation is made, um, with uh, our truthful, heartfelt thanks. Um, not to mention that one of the, the perks of being a subscriber is you get um, your name on our website as a uh, supporter of BurkeReviews.com. Um, it's hard to believe it's already been two, in, two years and we're into year three already. Um, you know, we love what we do and we hope you love it too. So... Thanks for listening. Um, Thanks for the support. And back to this podcast.